0: Broadcasting live from Solana Beach, this is the Monstrous Feminine, a podcast where horrible humans talk about horror. My name is Zeba and I'm joined by my vengeful octopuses. Mila and Louisa. And this month we're going to be talking about eco-horror featuring bodies of water. Taya is unavailable in this episode, but she'll be back soon. We are covering the 1977 Italian-American horror Tentacles, directed by Ovidio G. Asinaitis, the 2006 South Korean monster film The Host, directed by Bong Joon-ho, and the 2012 American mockumentary horror The Bay, directed by Barry Levinson. Before we get into the film, go ahead and follow us on Spotify, YouTube, or the Apple Podcast app. You can find all of our links on our Instagram, at The Monstrous Feminine Podcast.
1: In tentacles, several people begin to mysteriously disappear in the otherwise quiet beach town of Solana, California. The bodies, including a baby, turn up with their skeletons picked clean of flesh and bone marrow. The local sheriff investigates, but it is the determined newspaper reporter Turner who persists with the theory that these deaths are somehow linked to the recent ongoing construction of an underwater tunnel. Killer whale trainer and marine expert Gleason proves his theory right when he discovers that tunnel company Trojan have been using ultrasonic drilling techniques and emitting sound waves way above regulated levels. This disturbed a giant octopus resulting in it attacking humans whenever it felt similar frequencies.
0: Each year 10,000 tourists visit Ocean Beach. This summer Ocean Beach has attracted something else. American International presents Tentacles. It slept until man disturbed it. Then it woke with a fury no man could control, rising from the ocean floor to bring destruction and death.
2: For this catch-up, I thought we should just introduce eco-horror as a concept. Because when I was looking into it, I discovered that I think... There is such a thing as natural horror, but then I think eco-horror is a very specific subsection of natural horror. Natural horror is just horror that features nature, which eco-horror always does, but I would classify or categorize eco-horror as also having a very, like, environmentalist campaigny element to it in the sense that there's always, like, a moral, and it's always, like, humans fucked with something, and now nature is fighting back, like, it's very much the film is about the consequence of humanity's actions in some way. So, for example, Jaws, I wouldn't say an eco horror. It's just a natural horror about a shark. It's just a large shark, nothing like mutated, no, no toxic chemical spilled and created Jaws.
1: What about Wally? Is that a horror?
0: It really is very scary to me. I've never finished it because it scares me. I have a lot of climate anxiety, honestly. It's really hard for me to watch stuff like that. It freaks me out and I can't sleep at night.
1: Um, Have I thought about it? Yeah, I feel like I really enjoy eco-horrors, the few we've either seen or talked about. But I think that more than eco-horror, I enjoy creature features and they don't always overlap.
2: But they do a lot of the time.
1: But a lot of the time, of course they do. Eco-horrors are not as popular in the mainstream, apart from like Godzilla. Godzilla, okay, that's popular.
2: So in this particular episode, we focused on eco-horror featuring bodies of water to narrow it down, but we could very easily do a whole nuclear waste or radiation episode or strand of eco-horror.
0: I think I read somewhere, like, citation needed, that the US military is, like, one of the biggest polluters in the world, and I feel like the military-industrial complex is a huge part of, like environmental catastrophe that we don't consider because it's not a corporation or something or whatever they just be like blowing shit up for fun
1: i like us doing eco horror water it just implies more to come
2: my prediction is like climate anxiety is going to be a huge big thing in horror as we go on i think we have more films to come on this topic the Monstrous Feminine is on Twitter, so please go tweet us. If you do engage with our content, you might just get a shout out in our next episode as our Witch of the Week. This episode of Witch of the Week is Disgusting NB, who tweeted, Listening to the Monstrous Feminine podcast got me calling the pods in the Matrix, the archaic mother. Is NB non-binary? Disgusting non-binary. <laughs> yeah, I think it is.
1: Oh, disgusting non-binary. Is that a Mycene profile picture? Iconic. Wow,
2: I love that you're like applying Barbara Creed's theory, as filtered through this podcast, to other other movies. I would argue that's an exact depiction of an archaic mother.
1: It's similar to the alien pods. I don't think I've ever thought about it in the Matrix though before. That's really cool.
2: Yeah, I love the the first Matrix anyway, so that's what I'll think about when I go and rewatch. Thank you for commenting, and please, everybody, do go tweet us, follow us on Instagram, send us messages, comments. Please go leave us a five-star review on Spotify and a five-star review and a written review on Apple Podcasts. It really, 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 really helps. Friendly reminder that we are also on Patreon. For one pound a month, you gain access to our Discord. For three pounds a month, you get to hear a cut discussion from our main episodes. And for five pounds, you get all that plus a bonus episode. Please support us. Any contribution helps. I hated this film. I loved this film. Oh my
0: goodness, wow. This is great right out the gate. Debate each other now. Fight.
2: Okay, first of all, we all know that I am a shark movie fan, which means I am a Jaws loyalist, which means I'm not going to support a blatant Jaws rip off and it's 10 times worse there's no none of that spielberg finesse there's no political depth there's no suspense it's a copycat and it's like if you're gonna copy something at least do it better
1: 70s italian horror this is it this is it there are some that are marginally better but for the most part it's like taking plots of other films like style over substance it's strange dubbing nonsensical plots
2: they filmed probably an octopus up close and tried to convince me that that was a giant octopus.
0: I was convinced. Do you think they filmed in, a, in the
2: scuba scenes in an ocean or in the pool? It was shot on location in Oceanside, Pismo Beach in San Diego, California. And the aquarium sequences were shot at the marine land of the Pacific in Los Angeles County. Either
0: way, I thought that was pretty impressive. Underwater film quality for the time. They did better than. What was that movie we just did with the shark? You know the one with the girls who I hated?
2: 47 meters down, uncaged.
0: Yeah, they did better than that, I think, with the underwater scenes.
2: I think that was impressive because we all know from Jaws and reading about that film that it's really, really difficult to get underwater shots. So I'm impressed with that ability. And you know what? I'll say one thing that I enjoyed was when the octopus attacks via squidding. That was satisfying to me, like just him going, meh.
0: (laughs) you guys made me eat.
2: (laughs) So I liked that part, but in general, no, I did not like this film.
0: Louisa loves sharks, and to claim that what she loves about shark movies is the formulaic nature of them, The, the shocking kills... That's not what Louisa does. It's the sharks at the heart of it. And I think to put another creature in their place is perhaps insulting to your sensibilities.
2: It's insulting because this was made just two years after. There's a difference between, like I say, like copying a replicated formula and just ripping something off. Like they're like, let's do sh- Jaws, but make it an octopus. Like that's just the, where's the ingenuity? Where is it?
1: There are so many other films that do this. Like that's like the nature of Hollywood, is that there are ripoffs,
2: and I might not like them,
1: and that's fine if you don't like it. But I don't think you, you shouldn't like it for that alone because they are great films. I don't think that you can tell
2: me how to think. off. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just did.
1: I like that they copied the
0: cute little seventies uh, hoochie shorts on men. I like to see that replicated throughout cinema, and I think we should replicate them some more. I don't know. Even the archetypes of like the old the old man by the sea and like the young, I don't know, expert in something, like even those characters
2: were exactly the same. But I wasn't mad at it. It wasn't just the plot of attacks and whatnot and the shots that were the same. It was the literally the exact same characters recycled and just displaced like instead of like a local sheriff hero, we have a local news reporter hero. And instead of like, well, actually, I mean, then we still have like a marine biologist, but this one's just a bit cooler and has a really hot wife. So
1: what did you love about it, Mila? I want you to state your case. My case is it's really fun. It's like bad good. Um, I I like like most 70s Italian horror, especially Italian American like co-productions. There's just something very surreal about them where God forbid you try to immerse in any narrative because they're like we're gonna have the most outrageously dubbed and acted shit you've ever seen. It's interesting because I with Spielberg, he's obviously technically a great director and filmmaker. But what I love about a lot of like Italian horror is that they just don't give a shit. We are here for a good time, a good time only. But there is so much freedom to like how they express the more technical parts of like cinematography and directing that is so random like they'll have the most like intricate and creative shot in a really like simple trivial scene that's what i really appreciate about it is that they're like great craftsmen with a camera story-wise it's just like absolute chaos i find that fun to watch because i i think i'm a style of substance at heart
0: i thought i was gonna be a tiebreaker um No, I'm not even gonna say it was bad. I'd say I was thoroughly entertained. I mean, I definitely did notice the Jaws thing. How can I not? But I feel like it's the same way how I enjoy a diet Coke. It's not the same thing. It's worser. But I still love it. And I will often choose a diet Coke over a regular Coke famously. I don't know if that's style over substance, or I just like I like a creature feature. I like a shocking and thrilling kill, I think. And so as long as the pacing keeps that going, right, and I'm never, there's never, like, a lull in the energy or the forced insertion of some, like, nuanced or, like, trying to be nuanced political message, then I'm fine with it being just, like you said, style over substance. But I guess because this is an eco-horror, I maybe wish they had pushed that a little bit more as to, like, things happen and there are consequences.
2: Like, they don't really give much, like, too much over-explanation into, like, what actually went down. It's just, like, this thing happened and somehow we got from A to B. And it was your fault. (laughs) That's, like, the the summary. I did like when, in the water, when you can see him wrap a tentacle around somebody and then, like, spin him That was fun. Spinning like a little piece of spaghetti, dare I say.
0: Tentacles are really so fucking gross. And like, we'll talk about this more with, I guess the host had tentacle like things that like appendages or like things that like reach and grab and, and such. I think that like motion for a creature is so unsettling. It's like the grabbing is almost worse than like whatever it does to you next. It's just like the shock of it.
2: So octopi... Well, actually, it's not octopi. I, I learned that in my Googling octopuses. It's octopeple
0: <laughs> The technical term.
2: Octopuses have beaks. They, like, break hard-shelled things in general. So when you think about it, like, a bad way to go. Why an octopus? It seems logical to me that this should have been, like, a giant squid based on, like, what to me would have made more sense. Actually, one of my DB goofs is... That one discussing the giant octopus, Turner incorrectly refers to it as a giant squid. And I don't know if they're just like talking about it like indiscriminately, like just switching between, but I just kind of thought it would make more sense to me for this to be a giant squid.
0: Um, They had long discovered giant squids. They were discovered in 1877. Exactly 100 years, the centenary of the giant squid. And they didn't even give this movie to the squid. That's really disrespectful.
2: Giant squid erasure. An appropriation because like this is not really octopus's behavior. I feel like the giant squid would have been more down for this. But anyway.
1: Octopuses are really smart though. There's those people that don't eat octopus for this reason that they have such high intelligence like on a measurable scale that like it's more comparable with us. And like consciousness and just sentience, which I mean, it's not a great argument. If you're going to eat an animal, you should eat them all.
2: Also, another goof with this film is that it's called tentacles, but octopuses don't really have tentacles. They're called arms. In the way that they're referring to tentacles, it's not like the tentacles are commonly accepted as the elongated structure with suckers at the very tip. And so a squid has two tentacles along with many arms, but octopuses do not have tentacles. So tentacle porn is just inaccurate then?
0: I think it's inaccurate for a lot of reasons though. <laughs>
1: It might be physically (laughs) implausible, but it's also technically wrong. Have you seen those dildos that are like shaped as tentacles?
2: Haven't. Can't say how. And I'm really happy that I haven't.
1: Your search history is going to be stupid. It's already insane. Okay. Oh, this is on Etsy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the Kraken, the tentacle, spelled like tickle. We
0: should ask this Etsy store if they want to sponsor us. Oh, no. Some
2: of them are... Ooh, Mila, please show me what you're talking about now i need to know
1: okay i'm just gonna i'm gonna just send you the whole thing hold on
2: oh no i do not like when it's a penis tentacle hybrid what's worse is it when it's
1: more anatomically like a penis and when it's not i think it's worse when it's
2: more
0: i think it's worse when it's more i wouldn't have said that before i saw these but that's my assessment some of these are so ugly it's the colors that they've chosen
1: they look like 90s toys, some of them.
2: What fucking toys were you getting?
1: <laughs> you know how just like everything was neon?
2: Oh, you meant the colorway, Gotcha. Moving right along, my other favorite IMDB goof identified in this movie was just, and this is a full sentence, just the full fact, is octopuses don't roar. Because this one like does rumble under the sea.
0: Yeah, it was pretty scary. I thought about that though. Even make sounds? Do they make noises?
2: Uh, I don't have that information. Should I look that up? Do octopuses make noise? They make only a very little sound. They are a silent hunter. What does the sound sound like? I bet it's like, Maybe
0: they sound like a Pokemon, I think. I just think this dildo conversation was all the mon femme we're going to get.
2: No, I was going to comment on the gaping maw of the beak and say, what did you think of the octopusy?" It was all I could think about. I'm like, that is a massive vagina. Like, I could see nothing else in it. But I think basically in the creed sense of like a toothy gaping maw being vaguely Freudian and connected to yonic imagery in a broad, abstract way, we can acknowledge that there might be some mon femme there. Anytime we have something being consumed and reincorporated whole, it is like that Freudian fear of like the mother reincorporating you into her womb.
1: And if we're talking like eco horror, I feel like animals like being closer, relatively closer to like Mother Nature. It just, like, adds to that sort of animalistic, abject, scary, primitive reincorporation thing.
2: So what did you think of the marine biologist character? I thought he was hot. Okay, that's not really fishing for
0: No, I liked his little shorts. That's why I love, you know, the 70s. I just feel like there was a lot. They showed off a little more. They tried. Can I get to the yams, you
2: know? Sweet yes. I thought he was like the worst marine biologist because like, like free Shamu, right?
1: The way he'd speak to the killer whales was so funny. That was my favorite scene.
2: Those whales understood.
0: I feel like they were responding emotionally to that
1: monologue. It took away a little bit of the credibility of him as a marine expert. I was like, there's no way any scientist is talking to animals this way. No, I think they are. Those are their babies. Which is weird. It's a weird relationship to have towards animals is to coddle them. It's yeah. I mean, whatever. He was having fun.
2: I thought there was no way in hell those little killer whales would come back to the boat and choose a life in captivity. That was like sea world propaganda.
0: Maybe it's like reverse propaganda. They're like, actually, the ocean is so polluted and terrible that that it's better that they be in captivity. Because then they'll turn mutant otherwise.
2: Continuing with my, this is a Jaws ripoff. In Jaws, famously, we have, like, it's hailing small town America versus, like, big corporations, right? Like, that was, like, the background of Jaws's political sphere. And then, of course, the war, Hiroshima and stuff comes into that and, like, little echoes and conversations. But here, we have, like, small town America, not as encapsulated by a local sheriff. Instead, it's encapsulated by that journalist figure, this like journalist who's like idealistic and like dedication to the truth. And there's a persistence and tenacity and, and whatnot. So I, I thought like, whereas obviously, I think we're all quite cynical now with news corporations, and because of Herman and Chomsky's propaganda model, and like all the stuff about news corporations and whatnot. So here we have, like, championing the local journalist who's, like, really dedicated to, like, solving it to the point where he actually replaces the significance of the sheriff. The sheriff is actually quite useless, has no leads, and <laughs> does not proceed to find any leads. It's ruthless, the kills, in the sense that I always know a horror means business when they kill a kid, and they did not only do they kill a kid, they killed a baby. I We
0: haven't even talked about that scene. It's like, I had a really fun time not that the baby died, but, like, it was kind of funny to watch the friend watching it over her shoulder. And, it's, like, you cannot even really see the baby. You just kind of see the carriage.
1: It's a great opening scene, and it's probably the only suspenseful scene. <laughs> it makes you wonder, like, what the fuck even happened? Like, I understand that the
0: octopus has taken the baby, but, like, I imagine how a, an arm coming and just, like... <laughs> But she was crazy for leaving her baby unwatched like that. Back turned. At least keep an eye on him. That was bonkers.
1: Thank you for listening to The Monstrous Feminine. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Soundcloud and Spotify at The Monstrous Feminine Podcast and on Twitter at The Mon Pod. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and follow us on TikTok at The Monstrous Feminine Pod for podcast clips and more fun. Brooms up, witches out.